Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We could be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast Welcome to episode 225 of the SD Podcast Show. Steven is here. Dan and Vin are here. We're all in the house tonight. What's going on, guys? What is up? How's it going tonight? Lots going on. Happy opening day. Obviously, it's the second day of the season when you're listening to this, but the Mets are once again victorious on opening day, so that was nice. And do we count the Yankees' win today, even though they yes. played a quadruple no. A yes. team? Of course, of course, it counts. Okay, no wait, because when we play the Marlins, it counts. Yeah, no, it was it was a joke. Obviously, uh, (laughs) Boyd's home run is still going. That was a bomb, dead center. So, (laughs) so opening days here, a lot of fun, and the LA Dodgers just hit another home run. By the way, the uh, they have been crushing the ball. Eight home runs today. Eight. Unbelievable. Corey Seager hit one. I'd like to see him get back in the swing of things after his injury last season. Good to see people like that doing well. I get it in the uh, swing of things because it's baseball. Um, all right. Well, that's our show tonight. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks coming out. <laughs> this has been the SD Podcast Show. <laughs> We're all night, guys. Um, We're all night. Or day, whenever Yeah, opening day is always fun. You get uh, fun moments. Uh, Lorenzo Cain robbed the homer to win the game today, so that was yeah, that, that was you like to see that. That was sick. The Red Sox are getting shellacked. Uh, Chris Sale got maybe lit time, up. Yeah, maybe time to worry about Chris Sale. Maybe hate, hate to see it. No, man, we're not worrying about Chris Sale. We're just happy to see it because you're facing him in fantasy. Am I? You are. Okay. Um, speaking of fantasy, how did the Indians do today? They lost. Well, thanks, Corey Kluber. Huh. They're cute. Uh, I know. Blake Snell had a rough game for me as well, but no one cares about our fantasy teams. Yeah. Shout out He'll to Robbie Cano. Innings, Shout out to good. Robbie Cano. Shout out to <laughs> Robbie Cano for his big winning day and his first game as a New York Met. Pete Alonzo got his first major league hit. We're definitely going to talk about, we're going to recap opening day a little bit later. Facebook, yes. Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SNDblog.com. Check it all out. Also, shout out to my buddy Will on the board sports. Uh, I was on his show the other day. By the time our show comes out, that show should be out also. And just so everybody knows, the most surprising thing I said and keep in mind, I really didn't watch spring training at all or pay attention to a lot of things. Is that minus today, of course. Just don't include today. The Orioles are going to be a pesky team this year. Because nobody's heard of anybody on that team. And I think they could become a pe- be one of those pesky, put up a fight every night type of teams. 
you when they when they get demoted to the Pacific Coast League. Right, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, agree. Uh, I agree with it. when they're playing against the Vegas Fifty Ones, whoever they're affiliated with now. Um, if you show you me should you should you should jump on their their over in the win total. Apparently, yeah. it was like fifty. If you showed me their somebody like posted their roster on Twitter, if Chris Davis wasn't there, I wouldn't have known what team. Just because I've never heard of anybody. It's like Chris Davis and and like Dylan, Dylan Bundy. And that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. Like I turned it on today, and Andrew Kashner was pitching, and I was like, that guy was the can't make the Padres, and he's your opening day starter. This is a problem. But anyway, maybe they'll be pesky. Maybe they'll win like three games each against the Red Sox. If they win five games against those two teams combined, I'll be surprised. <laughs> Watch they go out and win two out of three now against the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. I would love it. Firing everybody out of the Bronx, Vin. I will. Everybody. <laughs> Aaron Boone on the hot seat right away. <laughs> Anyway, um, like we said, we will get more into the opening days later on. But I think now it's time for the leadoff. Leading off. Leading off. All right. Today's leadoff was a hot topic the past week or so in sports with the uh, NCAA tournament. Tom Izzo got a little heated at one of his players and had to be restrained multiple times. From I guess going after said player, I think Aaron Aaron Henry is the guy's name. Um, and there has been a, there was a lot of Twitter reaction of I can't wait till this type of coach is no longer around. I can't wait. You know, this is not how you coach people. This is not uh, a good coach, I guess, or a good coaching method. First of all, Thomas is like the best coach in college basketball. We all know that. Um. All of his players swear by him, so that you heard a lot of reaction from ex-Michigan State guys that he has this kind of reaction with people with his his this kind of relationship with his players that he can you know be I guess candid or be hard. And if you listen to his post-game press conference, they asked him what happened, and he said his response was, "There's no my band in the tournament at this time of the year." So to me. He went after a guy for not getting back on defense, and the guy just said, my bad, probably for the 15th time to him this season. And he's like, no, I'm done with the my bad. Like, play defense or you're on the bench. And, and it, I don't know. The biggest no. problem The biggest problem now is it's the millennials. Like, it's literally all these kids get, like, participa- uh, participation awards. And so when someone tells them, hey, fix your game – they're going to start crying about it. And guess who else is going to cry about it? The parents are going to cry about it, too. That's the coaching athletes need. But that's Those also, are the coaches we need. All right. This is also, like, this is what you get. You When you go, Tom Mills has been doing this for however long he's been the coach at Michigan State. You know what you're getting when you go there. Well, the players had no problem with it. It's the, everybody else who's right. making a big deal out of it. So it, it wasn't the player. It was just one of those things. Obviously, we've all been part of 
been chewed out by someone after being just brain farting on something stupid and you continue to do it and you continue to get yelled at all the time about it, but you don't fix it. So it happens to all of us. Right. Um, but yeah, Izzo's a guy, Izzo's the man like that. And like you said, you both of you guys said, it was really just one of those, oh, you can't yell at the, if the kids like that. How can you do that? Blah, 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 blah. But we all know it's, it's just a lot of people are just soft nowadays, and it's just one of those things. I'm all for it. Wasn't like it wasn't like like a Bobby Knight choking a kid out right. or throwing a chair across the the court. It wasn't a big deal. It just people are not used to these things anymore, and they they have Twitter now, so they're gonna find a way to complain on everything. I'm that's all that's really all Twitter is. It's just one big complaint. <laughs> I'm all for a new method of coaching. Um, you know, new wave athletes. Like the thing came out, as they were talking about today, with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is going to give his players like breaks every half an hour or something, which again is not a new thing. It's a thing people have done. Like, that's not, this isn't a millennial thing that we, that, like, this is scientifically proven. Your attention, you only have a certain amount of attention span. After a certain amount of time, you are not retaining what you're seeing or what you're learning. So, like, there is a there is you know using new technology and new information to coach and teach people, but you know getting in somebody's face like that it still has a place. You know, might not be the, the, the you can't only use that, but it does have a place. Agreed one hundred percent. What do you said on that? B, this is they have to. They're never gonna. Play, these guys aren't going to make it in the NBA because LeBron, if they go play for the Lakers, LeBron's going to yell at them to do stuff, even though he's just standing around doing everything. Well, I, I don't, it's tough. NBA coaches, I, I think a lot of college basketball is, you're, I mean, he's driving it into that you have to do this yourself. Like, NBA coaches aren't going to get on you, I don't think, as much. Like, we've seen people just don't want to play for Tom Thibodeau anymore because. They just they don't want to deal with it, and especially the NBA is such a players' league. But like football coaches, this is just routine. This is just what happens. Oh, football coaches go nuts. Right. Yeah, they're a hundred times crazier. I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't pull Mike Singletary on them, or you know, any right. other crazy. He didn't send thing. them home. Yeah. Anyway, so I think we all agree. We were fine with it. It was just internet reactions uh, are, you know, obviously get overblown. Like Dan said, people just like to complain on Twitter. And social media in a whole. Like, yeah, it's very annoying. This cesspool. So, with that being said, let's go listen to more Crush It by Division 1.1. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the S&D Podcast. You just listened to Crush It by Division 1.1. Uh, we're going to start off with a little Mets and Yankees action since today was, in fact, opening day. Uh, both teams won, like we mentioned before. The, let's, let's start off with the Mets, just, just because that was a, the better game of the two. I got to listen through to the whole game, so that was nice while working. Uh, ben, did you watch it or listen to it? I watched it. 
Okay, cool. And Steve, you periodically listen to it as well? Uh, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So it was a typical uh, pitching duel between Scherzer and DeGrom, which everybody expected. Um, both pitchers had lights out uh, stuff like we both expected, like I just said. It, it was just one of those things. It was great to see uh, Robbie Cano. I was about to say Granderson for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> Robinson Cano, uh, good start uh, to his Met career with the uh, home run in the first, first inning on his first at bat. Um, hopefully he's not like Kazma too at all. Uh, Howie must have brought that up a few times today, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, but the bullpen looked good. Um, Lugo uh, struck out the uh, guys he faced. Um, Familia was a little dicey, but he got the job done and limited the damage of people. <laughs> One base runner is dicey these days, you millennial. <laughs> I, I I just wanted to get a rise out of you. <laughs> um. But, yeah, he, he did fine, and then Diaz looked like Diaz, and hopefully that keeps up as as well. So, And they got the extra insurance from which was huge. Once again, Robbie Cano going oppo. On, uh, Vintage both. Robbie Cano. Yep. I'm putting Vintage. it on right now. Drop the, the Yankee saying of Robbie Cano. That was a freaking Yankee no. thing. Get rid no. of it. Nope. Everybody said I'm fine. If you don't want to do the don't no. you know thing, I'm yeah. fine with don't that. Don't do don't do that. Calling him Robbie Cano, fine, whatever. But don't fine, use the name. don't you know thing. Okay. That's, that's a, but everybody that's said Grandy Man when Granderson did it. Right. And we it's also, the same thing. We also we again really the name is fine, but saying the whole thing just no. But, not happening. But okay. Well. The Grandy Man came from him singing the song. Yeah. So like, so there's no, there's no yeah, but again, uh, it's just the it's just his name. That's fine, whatever. But I don't want to hear the don't you know thing. Like, well, I'm gonna don't, don't you know all Sterling. I want. Yeah, I'm definitely you know. still doing it. <laughs> so the cows come home, and there ain't no cows on the island. Well, there is. Well, yeah, I'm there sure is. there is. You get egg sandwiches from it, Vin. We've we've driven we've driven <laughs> past a lot of cows in our lifetime, Stephen. We seem to take a lot of back roads to the places we go. There's just there's just farm everywhere. Uh, nothing's gonna beat the the black road in Cooperstown. <laughs> what was that black road? Or what was the the guy? What kind of the guy was like a the pie farm? I don't remember he's what. Growing, he's growing pies. <laughs> anyway <laughs> excuse me yeah um, it was vintage Jake today 11 K's yeah. and, and he got out of a couple innings which were huge just typical finding a way to get out of situations and being the best pitcher in the league tends to do and obviously we didn't find a way We other than a couple hits we are on search there Typical outing for the Mets on. So, but congratulations um, to Pete Alonso for making getting his first major league hit after after Scherzer came out. Obviously, it was a mismatch, but it was great to see him bounce back and get a hit. Um, everybody, uh, there was a mixed reaction. Majority of the fan base was happy that he go, started opening day because of the whole. I didn't see extra any negative days. about it. Well, okay, so fine. And wise, but a few people in the media, <laughs> Andy Martino. It is what it is. Andy yeah. Martino was upset about him. Yeah, I saw him like 
throughout the course of the year, like, like saying the course of the offseason saying like it's not smart you can get an extra year out of him. While oh yeah, yeah. And more being a proponent a proponent of Dom Smith than like the service time thing. Yeah, honestly, which is fine, but but you know what? But, if like Fraser, we were if saying, Brody, the whole. I think yeah, if Fraser was healthy, healthy, it may have been a Lowry. different story. Or even Lowry, yeah. Because you would have had the opportunity yeah, to to have one of them playing third and backing up at second, and also playing. Because uh, sure. and, and uh, but, Fraser could also play first, you know. So you would have had I, more options. It, but it was it Smith. was cool to see uh, Brody keeping his word of right. playing the best twenty five players. I don't know if Dom survives when when Frazier and, and Lowry come back. To be completely honest, he's because he the bench could be the, I'm out. the moment. Yeah, the bench the Broxton Lagaris. They're both staying. Well, I guess yeah, they're probably both staying. Um, uh, it could also Nitto, be JD Davis. Well, Nitto, JD Davis and Luis Guillorme is the bench. I you need a like they say uh, Lowry can play shortstop. He can't. So, like, I would like to have Guillaume on the roster just because he needs a backup shortstop. But I guess you could send J.D. Davis down. I don't know. They gave up a few prospects to get him. I thought they want to keep him around. We'll see when that eventually happens. Yeah. And knowing the Mets, the, the injuries. Something can... else will happen, right? Yeah. So something else will work itself out, unfortunately. But um, um also, obviously, we, we didn't record since uh, DeGrom getting the extension as well. So, that's that was a great thing as well. Especially seems to be the new thing giving their players uh, extensions, which was cool to see. And, and it was I just one this, of those. I said this when we kept talking about the Machado Harper thing. It's because of the CBA ending in the next couple of years. Players are threatening to hold out and not play and do different things because they want to get paid. Because there have been r- rumors that the owners want a salary cap. They want a they want a NBA style cap. There's going to be a hard cap and a soft cap for teams. I, I I don't. The thing with it is, a lot of teams, majority of teams, are using the luxury tax as a cap at this moment. So mm-hmm. like I could see them just like you said, kind of soft capping it, and you know I don't know all the NBA rules about going over. They're too complicated. I know really? it's like keeping your own players, but there are other things. And, uh, and things I don't There's understand. so many rules in the NBA that it's Nonsense. like it's such a light cap. <laughs> right. There's a, the bird a rules. And it's a $200 else. million dollar cap for 13 people. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that's I, like they had to get Jake signed. The whole thing. He owes Noah a steak dinner. That's for sure. Um, that and definitely David. Prefer- and yeah. David apparently was, which I, I I mean I didn't know a lot of the money is deferred apparently, like half of his salary, well not half, like thirteen million in uh, in two years and in three years is deferred. So there's you know they worked ways around it. I don't know. They did the what the Mets do best, and that's pay players thirty years after they play for them. I mean yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, clearly they they said it on the thing. On the on the um, post the pregame show today, uh, Jacob is the leader of this team. He needed to be secured. You still have multiple years besides Noah. The rest of the core of the team is here for four years, but, probably. Yeah, like like everybody's saying, like what 
what would have shown the, the the players themselves if they you wouldn't extend to Grom? Just it would have been a bad precedent. And the next two just, names they have to extend are Conforto and Wheeler. Well, Wheeler's uh, well. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't think Wheeler's going to be extended because it, it's just. Why would you, you want to resign be... him? But it's just well, this is his last year. Yeah, like he. I, I if I was him, and you, you're banking on another, hopefully him being the right this in the second half. He's not going to extend unless he really loves it here. He's not getting an extension this in this during the season. Yeah. Um, maybe I, Conforto and Noah would be the the two I musts. Would give Noah an extension. But, uh, but, I, but I would love to see Noah a little bit more healthy. Sure. Before I, I do that. Because he um, only started 30-something games the last two years. Right. I hate Max Scherzer. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It's like, the, I it's the he, two eyes. I, I, he throws... He just, no, but it's like literally every, every person on the team at some point looked overmatched against him. And it's like... I, I guess it's the same thing with the Grom, with you know, with other teams, and I get it, but it's just like it's intimidating. It's crazy. Like the first inning, he just blew people away, like absolute gas. And he's only—I mean, I'm saying only compared to other people. He's throwing 95, 96. It's not crazy, you know. It's not a hundred. Like, but yeah, they, they, it looks... The way he jumps at people. Yeah, the way he jumps at... Like, he jumps off the... Oh, my... I'm just... This is, uh... This is what happens when we watch sporting events live. The Islanders currently only have three people with a stick on the ice. <laughs> Two guys have no stick. So, that this should be... This should, this should end well. Um, and then the puck went in that, of course. Um... Where was I? Okay. Yeah, Jake was good today. Um, it was a, a pretty normal Met opening day. They they seem to they have a great record, obviously, on opening day, and it yeah, continued today. Yeah, and, and the Yankees seven to two. Um, they played against the Orioles today. So Luke Voigt hit a bomb of a home run, and uh, Bird hit a home run as well. And uh, Tanaka looked good for the. How, how many innings did Tanaka pitch today? Hold I on. think he went like into the sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, hold on. Five and two thirds. Yeah, five and two uh, thirds, six yeah. hits, two runs, one earned run, and five strikeouts. Oh, hum. Uh, everybody else did their job. You know, they, they wasted Chapman with an inning. Yeah. I, it's like an opening day thing. You get your closer in the game, I guess. You always put uh, the closer in. I like actually heard Sterling be like, "Well, Chapman's in." Okay, uh, I was. Work. Why not? I just did. I was shocked That's... to see. His, I was just shocked to see his name. They didn't on really that. use him a lot in the spring training. Fair enough. No, no. I was just shocked to see his name in the seven to two game. So that's cool. And Britton always so pitched, and Alvito pitched as well. So they did their jobs. It's it's going to be really interesting for the Yankees during the regular season. Can they get situational hitting and not strictly relying on the home run, which we all know is going to happen? And after, if depending on when Severino comes back and and how does Paxton do? Can he stay healthy? 
And uh, the pitching staff's really going to be the key because what well, just if they can just get to the bullpen, we all know bullpen's lights out. Yeah, they just have to get healthy in the rotation. Is Gio, yeah. Did Gio make the team or did he? Well, he he's um he, well he's just still doing extended spring training since he just got signed okay. two weeks ago. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that one. No, yeah, he's yeah. he's still uh training extended it. I don't. I think Domingo Herman is the fifth starter at the moment. Oh yeah, right now it's Luizaga. Yeah. Right now is uh, Domingo Herman and Luizaga, and they're what they're doing is smart. The Yankees they're just letting CC uh, do the five game suspension and then put him on the DL. So they they also talked on the fan. Uh, Sweeney mentioned a few times. And uh, I think Cashman mentioned it as well that they're they're looking to do the opener at some point uh, this stretch as well. So that should be interesting as well to see what goes yeah. on with that. So I'm assuming they're going to use Sessa, who made the team as well, because I think he's re- he ran out of options as well. So he's going to probably much be that guy more times than not right after either Loisica or Herman. So it really is going to be interesting to see uh, between Loisica or Herman who steps up and tries to get that extra pitching staff between and stays on the Yankees while everybody gets right. Right. And I could use being, the, you know, like we said with their bullpen, they could use like Chad Green for a couple innings to start and then kind of go from there if they wanted to. I mean, yeah, I mean, or I guess Adovino maybe would start and then you go to a second, uh, you go to a, a lesser, you know, starting pitcher, Sasso, whatever. Uh, it should be interesting. A, I mean, it did last year without much of a a starting rotation, and we I don't think we we didn't really t- talk a lot about like a preview. But the way the Red Sox bullpen looks this year, I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think the Yankees are the favorite, to be honest. No, yeah, I I said that too in my uh, season preview article that the teams are basically neck and neck in what the bats and starting pitching it's just the relieving is so much head and shoulders different right now so that's probably what's gonna prevail the yankees to win healthy i like theirs a little better but I don't, it's not a it's it's not much other than up. right exactly other than chris sale even though he got rocked today would probably be the most i was uh, listening to uh, simmons and his dad and simmons said that by the middle of May, Kimball's the closer. I, 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 could, I could see it. I, I wanted to it. ask you guys about this because, like, obviously the, the free agency stuff is we've they've had, you know, issues and whatever, and it, a lot of it has been the quote-unquote middle class of the league has been eliminated is what has been said. Kimball is not the middle class. I, no. I don't understand it. Neither is Dallas Keiko. Yeah, I, one I, of them need to get a job like in the next week or so. What's scary? What's Ka- scary? Michael not, not being on a team is kind of yeah, it's crazy. And then and what sucks is you already lost the month with him because obviously right. they're not rushing him back the second they sign him. So right. he's gonna go straight to spring training. Either and one of them take probably. a month. Yeah, no, no both of them. Yeah, both both of them. Maybe even like. All star. I mean, not all star. Probably, if you signed, if they signed today, I wouldn't expect them before like May fifteenth. 
I mean, I'm sure they've been staying ready, but eh, maybe May 1st. Yeah, probably a month. Because they got to go through all, you know, and the, and the scary or... thing with this is the trend is those players usually get hurt because they rush back. Right. They rush to get to tip-top shape, and then the second they start playing real meaningful baseball, they're, they'll, like, pull a hamstring or get rocked and or their arms fall off and they're done right. for the year. So or it's, it's really, really, it's a really tricky situation with these late signings. It's a, a, a different, obviously a different sport, but uh, William Nylander on the Leafs signed, I, you know, was holding out. He signed, I think, December 1st, and he still has, like, he's had a bad year. He's not gotten going. Because, you know, it may take a month to get ready, but it takes, it's going to take another three weeks after that to get, you know, back into normal midseason form. I, I think, honestly... I think Kimbrel's going to go to the Brewers because they're close. That's been the yeah. That's been the yeah, rumor. That's been the rumor, right? Yeah. Even before he got hurt, that was a rumor. But Corey Knebel got hurt, and like it just seems like a perfect fit. They're a team that made that won a division last year, so you would think they want to um, try to repeat there. The tough division, especially the Cardinals, got Goldschmidt this year. All right, you need He's a on pitch. The big extension. Yeah, other than the AL East, that's definitely the hardest division, the NL Central, because between the yeah between the Reds, uh, Cardinals, and Cubs, and even the Brewers, they actually won the division. So, it's if you're in fourth place, you're still most likely going to be over five hundred. Right, the Reds will be better. I don't know if they'll be. You know, not going to be great. Somehow, 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 the Pirates will win ninety games this year too. Yeah, I mean that's they well, do they, that, got, they do it every year. They got Chris Archer. Um, they traded for him with last year's deadline as like a you know a, a next a long pickup thing. Um, but it should be interesting. It should be an interesting season. I, I'm looking forward to baseball. I'm ex- I'm excited about the Mets. It's it's. This is. That's the thing, though. I'm like excited, but then I'm like, all right, every year in April, I'm excited. Oh no, I'm <laughs> I'm excited because of the the new mentality of the Mets, so to speak. That obviously it could be all speak by May, and then it's like, oh, here we go again, kind of thing. But I just I want to see how the new additions come and act and show up for the Mets and how Brody's been talking pretty much about how they have to come get him and all everything like that. Obviously it's all talk. So, but it's, it's going to be interesting. It's getting us, that gets me excited at least, at least for a little bit, especially the way DeGrom pitched today and he's pitched the last 30 games is just out of control. I, you look at the lineup today, one through six, which is Nimmo, um, uh, Pete Alonzo, Cano, Conforto. I think Ramos was hitting fifth, and I don't remember who's hitting. It's it's escaping me now. Maybe Jeff McNeil. I forget. Yeah, I'm missing some McNeil. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that one through yeah, because then Lagares and Med are behind them. That one through six, even 
you even know, one through med. seven, if if a med gets gets going, right, that can do damage. So like, we I'm need to get Jeff confident. McNeil back to double digits on his jersey now. Guy went over today. Oh, right, he was sixty-eight. <laughs> I forgot. He walked today though. He got he got on base. This guy, um, this guy can't hit when he's wearing single digits. They they will be able to score runs, especially. I tweeted this um, a while ago, and Steve, and well, Stephen wasn't made fun of me. Somebody made fun of me. Um, All right, Lauren. That it was probably Lauren. It that I've me. already fallen in love with Jed Lowry, and I don't know why. Oh yeah, I yeah. I, Lowry, I I I mocked you for that too. Right, Jed Lowry is going to be a very vital piece of this team, and oh, I don't no. know why. I know why, but I know why. As soon as he gets back, he's the perfect two-hole hitter. He's a a, a grinder. He plays good defense at their base. The most so, interesting thing is if Jeff McNeil keeps his right. job type of thing, like what happens? It's a good problem to have, but it's going to be interesting to see what and happens. nobody talks about, you know, Mc, um, Lowry hasn't even started, like, baseball activity. As oh, far yeah. As I know. He, he's swinging yeah. and, like, running, but he's not, like – He's saying Fraser is closer. Just, yeah, but Frazier's apparently closer, he but... did – some workout at Syracuse. That's what yeah, he's uh, doing. Some stuff. But I, yeah, but I, at, but I heard the same thing, Steve, about Frazier being closer. Frazier's closer. It's probably a, uh, I would say two weeks for Frazier, maybe, and it could be a month for Lowry. I don't know. I'm anyway, telling you right um, now, Todd Frazier's going to be this year's Michael Kadai. Yeah, we we said that I the know. other day. I I, I hope so. <laughs> Um, I don't know about like retirement and stuff, but being on the bench, just being that guy on the bench. Yeah. Um, I like what they did late in the game today with the defensive adjustments. So they put so I don't know if anybody missed it. They pinch it, Dom pinch it in the. I think it was the eighth inning. Yeah, it was uh, the eighth. Ninth, eighth. Yeah, eighth and went in for Pete on defense, and then. Um, Braxton went in for uh Braxton Conforto. went in for Conforto. And he only went in for Conforto because Conforto had made the last out in the last inning. Mm-hmm. So it could go in for for Nimmo going forward. Personally that's what I would do. Just because I think Nimmo and Conforto are very even in their uh outfield range Offensive. in their in their corners and Conforto has a better arm. So late in the game, you might need a good arm to throw somebody out of the plate. So per, that's where I would go. And I think um, the guys in the broadcast, I think Ron Darling said the same thing. But it was, like I said, it was just the, just the scenario. The timing of the lineup, yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, you get two gold glove center fielders in your outfield, plus Nimmo and Conforto, who are both, or Conforto, who are both, you know, viable outfielders. Yeah. That's a great way to end the game. And it actually worked out very well because in the ninth inning, even though I liked the way Edwin Diaz looked, he gave up two rockets to right field on the first two batters he faced. Mm-hmm. But Broxton was there to get both of them. So, yeah, an exciting opening day for the Mets. And the Yankees. Um, and the Yankees. Well, they're playing the, the Orioles. I know, I know. Pesky <laughs> Orioles. Oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna give you so much shit for that this year. You don't. That know. might be your. Win. That might be yours. Take them all. They're gonna win like they. If they win 40 games, I'll be surprised. If they if they have more wins than the 62 Mets, I'll be surprised. Well, how many wins do the 62 Mets get? 
they uh they they lost 120 games. If huh. the Orioles don't break that record, I'll be surprised. Whatever. The Marlins are apparently winning the division, so it's okay. The Marlins. As per Derek. Have, but the Marlins have like human beings that have played baseball, and I know who they are. Not just because they played for the Mets, like I knew who they were before they went to the Mets. Just because Granderson bats one through nine on that team. They lost to the Rockies today. They have Lewis Brinson. He's going to be good. Brian Anderson is pesky. They still have Starlin Castro. Okay, Granderson and Walker don't even play. Okay. <laughs> Neil Walker's on that team? Yeah, Neil Walker's in the Marlins. He what picked the hell? He got a hit. Got a hit. Oh, Granderson didn't play because the Rockies don't have a lefty on there. Never mind. He's some team. Yeah, got this it. This is the, the, the things you have to learn. Yes. Got it. Neil Walker. Neil Walker is actually still playing. I had no idea. I thought he stepped on home plate that one time and that was the end of it. When he stepped on he stepped on home plate in 2016 and broke his leg or threw yeah. out his back or something. Yeah, whatever it was. So, yeah. With that being said, let's take another break and we'll be right back. In. Uh, we talked all the baseball we can talk, so we're going to get into a little bit of football news that honestly took me by surprise. I don't know about, about you guys. I never thought I'd see the day that they would do this. But due to the outcry and, uh, and, and reaction to the Saints um, losing on the pass interference call that should have been a pass interference that wasn't, you can now it challenge. Could have been three, it could have been three penalties. That was so bad. It could have been a lot of things. You can now challenge. Now, I, okay. I didn't I look. Still don't, I don't know. You read it to us before, and I still don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty you, much, they're covering their asses for the, the whole game until a two-minute warning of both pass. Right. My one question, I don't know if you guys know this, can you only challenge pass interference, or is it all, is it illegal contact? And holding. It's and... only pe- it's only pass interference from okay. what I get. Okay, so that's a big designation to make because Correct. that so play was probably illegal. Yeah, contact. there. Yeah, they they could find a way to loop around it and say it was holding instead of pass interference. Right. Um, but honestly, that bad of a play call is never going to happen again. So hopefully. It's just there, set in stone for that, this one year, and figure something out with that. I, I it's crazy. I mean, I know that play was just so terribly awful that it was just like that 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 can't happen ever again, kind of thing. I think they're I just covering. It. And I'm I'm also glad with the NFL rules. I'm glad that they didn't do the hokey uh, fourth and fifteen proposal that they wanted to do instead of the. Onside kicks. Oh, no, I like that. Yeah, it would have been. It was. I don't know. Because onside kicks are impossible now. You can't recover an onside kick. 
since they changed the kickoff rule that you can't start before the running before the kicker. Yeah, no, I, I get onside it. kicks are pointless. But it's the same percentage. I don't know. It it just seems crazy to me. And so after a long drive, you it's like all right. I, I guess. Um, my only thing, so like, obviously we all watch hockey. The reason they instituted offside reviews in hockey is because in a playoff game, I think it was Matt Duchesne who was on the avalanche, was like five feet offside and they didn't notice. Yeah. And he scored a goal to win the game. That was the only reason that they started this offside review. And now we're, we check inches and there's a guy's foot on the ice or off the ice and all this nonsense, and people don't like it because we're trying to eliminate the obvious. I have This is exactly what's going to happen in the NFL. Because even when they throw a pass interference flag and we watch it on replay as fans, we still don't know if it's pass interference or not. Yeah, it's it's like, it, that's the common joke. And, and honestly, they call so many flags now that you can literally call pass interference or holding literally almost on every single play. It's just like how it is with holding now. And, then, and and wide receivers are just looking for penalties more times than not. Late, right, uh, they're too concerned about looking for penalties. They don't try to catch the ball. Yeah, so it, it should be interesting. Is it the right call? No, but that's what happens when you fuck up a play so badly. That, <laughs> that's what happens. Um, also, big news for you, Big Ben. Uh, the uh, Packers start opening night for the 100th year anniversary against the Bears in Chicago. That should be interesting. There's a it rumor where the Bears are changing their jerseys. That's a travesty. What? They traded Jordan Howard today to the Eagles. Yeah, I thought I like that move for the Eagles. I uh, do too. I, I like it because I don't have to face them. I mean, I, I, Tariq Cohen's fine, but like, I don't think he's really a running back. He's more of a, you know, he's a slasher type of guy. Oh, and I forgot to ask you because I was waiting to speak to you. Uh, Jordy Nelson retired, unfortunately. So, great career. He did. So. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not saying I'm glad he retired. I just, I still don't know why he got cut in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things. It is. I, I want, once I saw he got cut, I think it was either for him. It was either come back or retire. And yeah, I think yeah, I think he wasn't coming back. I, right, and but at this point, the only the entire reason I mean they could have used him last year is because they their receiving core was an injured off engine injured Randall Cobb who's also not around anymore, Devontae, oh, and then three young guys. And you saw if you watched the Packers, you know, like I did. The entire season, Rodgers is yelling at the young guys because the their routes aren't as crisp as he ideally wants them to be. Now they're a year more in this offense. I know it'll be a new offense, but they're a year more in the league. They're a year more with him. They should be fine. And I like, I like two of the three that they brought in: uh, Valdez Scantling and Equinemius St. Brown. I think that was the Notre Dame guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Both had good rookie years. I, I like what I saw from them. Obviously, Devontae proves himself even more. So, they're probably fine receiving core. I, I wish they would get rid of Jimmy Graham because he just can't run anymore. But that's not going to happen at the moment. Jimmy Graham for life. He, he can't run anymore. But, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, um, great career for Jordy. Up being the Packer Hall of Fame. For sure, especially uh, for that one Super Bowl win. 
Arguably Super Bowl MVP, obviously. Yeah, he had like I think he had like 140 yards that day, and he even dropped like three passes. Yeah, he sort of had like a huge, huge yeah. day. But yeah, he had he had a huge day that day. Um, I know he's an all time, you know, all time good guy. A lot of work in the Packard community. He'll be up in there. Or I guess they don't really have a ring of honor, but it's just a Hall of Fame. They don't really retire numbers either that much. So it's just. He'll be in the, he'll be a Packer Hall of Famer. He's a Packer for life. So, um, yeah, good for him. Though. So. Also, Gronk retired, and yes. it kind of hit me that was like nine-year careers are long NFL careers now. Which well, is, they've always been long NFL careers. Unfortunately, it's weird. Like, cause it's you, just yeah, crazy that Gronk's been in the league for nine years. It's I just, know. It's crazy. But honestly, the the hits and everything just took a toll on him, and a great career. He's arguably one of the best tight ends ever. He well, also like, he also was hurt a lot. Well, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm saying. That the best which people are saying that one of the best tight ends ever, and I don't disagree. But he was only in the league for nine years. Like I feel like that's a short amount of time compared to other. I think I, I guess quality. That I think it was quality, quality over quantity. When you look at Gronk. And he, right. it was just the, the mismatch of everything that Gronk did for I, nine years. I think it was Pro Football Focus posted that, like, they posted, like, the top ten, their ratings for the top ten um, tight end season. Yeah, he and was, like, his, I don't know. Yeah, right? he was, like, I the top six or something. Yeah. yeah, it's, like, so, like, obviously he's one of the best. And even this, this last year... He was a wonderful blocker for them on their run to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was always a great blocker. Well, I mean, he's just huge. But, like, he committed to blocking and making, you know, and doing what had to be done to help his team. And he's also, he's obviously looked at as, like, a party guy and whatever. And I'm sure he'll have a great time, you know, enjoying his... The craziest thing of it all, he saved all his money. So, it's... He's gonna have an awesome life, and obviously we all know he's gonna he's gonna be in Hollywood or do a TV show, maybe movies, or just become a businessman or be on TV. So we're, it's not the last we see Gronk. I can guarantee that. You know, he will definitely. There was there was uh, rumors that it's not the end of him. They're saying yeah, he's that, retiring, that but one of those things like middle of the year he misses yeah. it. You know, and they're and Tom calls him. You know. I'm sorry, if my phone rings and Tom Brady calls me and says, hey, put the pads on. I'm putting my pads on. <laughs> but, like... But if he had enough and he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. But I, I could also see... I could see both scenarios to it. I know Dan listens to Pardon My Take, and they made a joke that was that was just... Because he, he retired on a Saturday, and he was like, he just woke up and didn't want to go to work the next day. Like, he just didn't go to work and want to go to work on Sunday, so he retired. But I honestly could see, like, he doesn't want to take the beating on his body for training camp. He doesn't need to anymore. So, like, if they need him, if whoever their tight end is, is gets hurt or, you know, they have a rash of injuries, I could yeah, see him he, coming in week nine. The past couple of years, he also hasn't done anything during camp. And also, the thing is, if the cow, if the Eagles didn't beat them two Super Bowls ago, he might have retired the year before. So right. it, it's been the the ongoing rumor for the last two or three right. years. 
between him retiring and him getting traded, it's been in the rumor mill for like the last two seasons. But it seemed like Brady squashed the trading him thing last year. Yeah, I, I think the... I think it's at the point with Gronk. I think it's more at the fact that it's so beaten up, and it's obviously injuries that we don't even know about that he has to heal up as well. Sure, and and I'm sure I'm sure he's I'm sure he's done, but I think his agent Rosenhaus is doing agent things and just. Hey, maybe it's definitely not over yet, but you never know. But he's obviously retired at the moment. Right. Like we said, he'll be. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't put him like a pregame show, but he'll do something entertaining. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure of it. They'll find something for him. Other, it's you know, barstool or something. They'll find something for him. I, that's right. My my first thought was barstool because it's that's his kind of his. And and Dave even said that Gronk's actually the first. Barstool athlete, if you really think about it, right as Barstool was getting popular in Boston, Gronk came into the league, so and took it by storm. So, right, it, it is bittersweet for people up in Boston who are big stories. So, because Gronk's been with them every step of the way, right. And if nothing else, he'll at least do because he hasn't really done any contact with them recently, and he'll at least do some you know stuff or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure a party in red take would be pretty good. Yeah, he'll be around. So, there's also uh, some hockey going on in, in New York. Uh, yeah. The Islanders are trying to make it into the playoffs. Or, should we say trying not to make it that, into the playoffs? Well, yeah, well, like you said the other day on Twitter, that it's like a 98% chance of them making the playoffs. So, it's really positioning between getting home ice in the first round and not at the moment, right? Can they still win the division? Yes. Um, they can technically. I think they are now. The Caps won today. Yeah, they clinched the playoff spot. I saw right. that. We said, so they're, if they win, if the Islanders win tonight, they'll stay three three points behind them with, I guess, five games or so, six so or six, five or six games to go. Definitely manageable. And are they playing possible. each other any chance for the rest yes, of the season? the last game of the season is in D.C. Okay. So if they can stay within... Uh, you know, one or two points, they can win a division on the last game of the season. But also, Pittsburgh has a ridiculously easy schedule this coming down the stretch. So it's like all bad teams, Rangers twice, I think, Ottawa. So it's like, it's very possible the Penguins just go like the, their last six games, just go five and one. And then the Islanders are going to Pittsburgh for a playoff series. Um, but I, either way, uh, the Metro is extremely close. I think I, 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 you know, I would take them in a series. They have a chance in the series against anybody in the Metro. As long as they're not playing Tampa or Boston, I think they have a shot in the series. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, between Boston, <clears throat> like that's going to be the best series. The Boston, Boston Maple Leaf series is going to be some series. Yes, it will be. And go Boston, of course. Of course. <laughs> we do have one more game with the. You know what? You know what was interesting. You know what I did read the other day was, if Boston clinches that two seed in their division, mm-hmm. right? Does Which Tavares six? travel to Long Island next week? I don't think they can clinch it before then, but uh, yes, he has to. Does he? 
I, he does. Also, Only if they, they're going to um, show the video. He did his normal. I was watching. They, they played the Flyers in a shootout last night. It was oh. their first shootout of the season, and he just completely clubbed them. Like, the puck, he lost the puck and didn't even get a shot off. Yeah, I saw that. Too. that and was I was fun. watching it like. But he, he scored four two. goals the, ni- the couple of nights ago, too. Right. So he can't forget. He's in the, I think he's three points, three goals behind Ovi for the lead in the league. Like, and he's, I think he's at 46. He's got career numbers. He could score 50 goals. He's got 46 or 47 right now. So, I mean, he's obviously having a wonderful season. He's playing with Mitch Marner, one of the best, you know, playmakers and just players in the league. And we knew he was going to do that, but mm-hmm. they're probably going to lose in the first round of Boston, which nothing would make me happier. Because either of them are probably going to lose the Tampa. So, I don't see anybody what... being Tampa. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. do. The Islanders could play with Tampa. Well, that that so the Islanders were as we're talking, you know, we're saying they could make the playoffs. They've struggled. I think uh, Staple tweeted today in their past twenty games, they're ten nine and one, so basically five hundred in their last twenty games. They've played three games against Tampa. The first one they lost when Tampa scored a goal with like a minute left in the game. The second one, they beat them 4-1. to one. The third one, it was basically a tie. They lost in a shootout, one nothing. they played with Tampa every step of the way. So, like, it's there. Right. I know they can do it. It's just they've been wildly the, inconsistent. The, the key is can they get to play Tampa? Early in the season. Yeah, that, that would have to be conference finals. That's a right. long, I, long I, way. If, if they get to the conference finals, I don't care who they play. But, like, early in the season, whenever – yeah, they I'll... were down. They they got down early. Got down one nothing, two nothing. They came back. Like there was a stretch. They won like five games in a row when they were down two nothing. The thing with thing with the Islanders, if they had to play the Lightning, I think it's just, just so much firepower with the Lightning. Well, over the course of a seven game series, they wouldn't be able to. Especially again, especially with the Islanders. I I know they're very struggling. Slug- slug- Excuse me. They're struggling on offense, especially on the power play. That seems to be the seasonal yeah. seasonal problem the whole season. So it's really <laughs> that should be no contest. But at least with uh, uh, the goaltending and defense, that should help them hang in there if they were to go that far into the playoffs. If they can make it that far in the playoffs, obviously a lot more magic has happened with. The offense finally woke up. Maybe the power, like a lot, would have to happen for that to even be a thought. As of Tuesday, there was a ninety-nine percent chance of them making the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. But you have to, you have to get past the Penguins and then whoever the wild card or the Capitals. If they were to not win the division, you would have to either get past the Capitals and and the Penguins. Because either the 7th or 8th seed or the 7th seed would probably be the situation. I might be, I mean, I, I don't think I'm in the minority here, and I've said this before. Regardless, I mean, at this point, they have to make the playoffs. Like, that'll be a disappointment if they don't somehow. If they make the playoffs, the season's a success. It's the first year of the build with Lou and Trop. It's the first year in this system. Um, they are definitely going to add offense next year. They could sign a Terry Panarin. Uh, Staple wrote an article a few weeks ago that they can trade Nick Letty for uh, a forward, which I really, really think they're going to do. Because at this point, if you watch their their defense, 
they basically have three second like a second pairing equivalent guys. Three, I'm sorry, three second pairs. Like all the three pairs are like second pair equivalents on any team. So you don't need you know that depth is nice, but it's not necessary if you can help your offense and replace a guy like Sebastian Ajo, who, you know, play, looked good when he came up last year. It's a move you have to think about making. So anything they do this year, to me, it's house money. Uh, to an extent, like, but obviously you say that now house money, but let's say right. they have they lose in the most heartbreaking fashion in the playoffs. You're not going to say that. No, I mean, looking. But back, I, I, but I get I for the non biased aspect of things, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, in the middle of the playoff series, you want to win the playoff series. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not going to say I don't care about the playoffs. No, of course, of right. course, but. You saying that now and saying that in a couple of weeks is going to be a completely different scenario. Right. We will see how. But but then again, out. if if the power play in the playoffs is the power play it's been all season long, yeah, they should have maybe made a move or two. But I understand why they wanted to stay pat. I understand both sides of the story. I've been going back and forth on this. If you watch them in the games that they haven't scored. Like in the like they got they've gotten shut out three times in the past week. Trading for the second level guy that they would have traded exactly, for, exactly. it would not have helped. Exactly, uh, I agree. With big game hunting for the for Stone or Duchesne, and it didn't pan out. Well, I mean, we revisited in the off season. Obviously, Stone signed. Duchesne will be a free agent, and we'll see what happens from there. Like you know, Wayne Simmons is not. I would have loved Wayne Simmons. But he, they were they asking for too. The yeah, they were going to be giving up too much, and then. What do you do there? So, right. no, it, obviously you trust Lee because Lee's been through the wars. He's won three Stanley Cups with the Devils by themselves. So, yeah, it, it's one of those double-edged things. That I, I just find it funny on Twitter, just uh, the reactions, especially from Devin. Every every negative game, he, he brings it back up. Yeah, he does. But, I mean, he's a passionate fan. As oh, no. Oh, I like to say it. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. No, and, he, and he's not right. He's not right or wrong. He, he, no, he, like I said, he's probably really probably should have made a move, but I don't. But the for, way the, it looks. for the right price, it probably was the smarter thing to not do it. Correct. I personally think that. That's how I feel too. But I mean, because strictly because the "quote unquote" situation, like you mentioned before, we're playing with house money. Let's just take it from there, kind of thing. Right. And they weren't like obviously when you're playing well, it doesn't look like you're struggling. Their offense was not this bad, like in the middle of the season. Oh no, it's it's, they're just in a very brutal slump. The slump just like coincided with the trade deadline and just made everything look worse. Worse. But my Barzell got back on the score sheet today, which I called on Twitter. You can see that on my Twitter page. I uh, uh, so he hadn't scored in like twenty games or something like that, and he and Bailey, Bailey had a streak as well, a slump as well, right? Right, and he scored a couple the other night. They a lot of their big guys, and that that's the big and the biggest issue. It's not you know, Casey Zeke is carrying them for like two weeks of goals, and that's never a good thing. No, right, exactly. So like when your big guys are slumping, like, and they're still a five hundred team. I think they're doing okay. Yeah, definitely, for sure. 
Um, basketball is basketball. The net, the Nets are slumping at the worst possible time. Uh, are they? Let me check them. Yeah, are they still in a playoff spot? Oh, they're they're yeah, they're like in the six seven spot still. Are but... they? Okay. I I yeah. saw I looked the other day and they were like I think they were, but in seven. But they're in a they're in a race right now for sure. Thankfully for the Nets that the Pistons and Magic or the Heat one of the, Two of those teams play each other a bunch of times to end the season. So one of them is going to be kicked out with that scenario. So, yeah, it's just the Nets have their tough schedule at literally the worst possible time. So it's going yeah, to be they, just – They have a one-game lead on Orlando, who's the first – so they're in seventh. Um, and they were six uh, starting last week. So right, the West Coast trip was very half bad. A game out of, they're half a game out of six, a half a game – above eighth and a game above ninth. Which oh, is yeah. Def- they could definitely not make the playoffs, but it right now, oh, and they lost 123 to 110 to the Sixers tonight. So, it, oh, it, it, oh, no, definitely. It, it's just the, the combination of how rough there's, the last month is going to be for them because of the, the, the just the talent, talented teams they've had to play in the West Coast trip at the worst possible time on top of that. So it's really um, with them, unfortunately, the situation, They hopefully they find a way to make the playoffs. That would be fun to have New York basketball in the playoffs for at least a week, you know? NBA standings are so bizarre. Oh, yeah, it's so pathetic. Um, And, of course, the Knicks are the Knicks. They lost again tonight, so another loss to their their record. So ho-hum with that. So basically... Our, the next important day for the Knicks, any Knicks fan, is lottery night during the NBA playoffs, and then hopefully they find a way to get one number one. Just hopefully the luck falls on the Knicks side for once, basically. So it's basically watching March Madness and watching Zion just be a stud and just dreaming that he's a Nick next year. Basically the only thing. And that's pretty much it with basketball-wise. Yeah, Zion, uh, Zion won the game the other night. Against, uh, yeah, that was a great game. That was UCF, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he had, well, he had trouble with the big with their seven footer all night, but then yeah, he fell seven, out. six footer. <laughs> let's, seven let's, six, yes. Yes, yes. He oh, wasn't your average seven footer. <laughs> taco fall. Yeah, it was so um, awesome seeing him like not even having to jump to dunk. Yeah, to dunk. <laughs> and then. Um, but yeah, he hit a layup at the last with like I don't know what it was like seven seconds left. He hit the layup and then missed the free throw, but they got the rebound and yeah, it just felt so bad in. for UCF. Like they missed messed up on the alley oop, and it was like oh, you, oh you, yeah, I knew yeah, it was yeah. over. I knew it was over the minute they missed that because you can't yep. do that against Duke. You're like up oh, well. That was, was like yeah, like a, a minute left in the game. They missed the layup that would have basically sealed it. Yeah, it was oh, like you can't you can't do that against Duke. No, no, you cannot. But yeah, we're looking forward. I mean, there's some tournament games going on. Uh, yeah, tonight. Tennessee just lost. Yeah, Tennessee just lost. That was one of my Final Four teams, so that that's was fun. They, they were playing. Were they playing yeah. Florida State? No, Florida State lost. Oh, Florida State lost. Okay. Florida Wait, no, State lost to Gonzaga, and, and the Michigan Wolverines. Oh, they played Gonzaga. Okay. Yeah, Gonzaga beat them. Michigan just started on okay. Channel Two. 
Yeah. And Purdue won in overtime. That's and then Purdue, Michigan, Texas Tech, Virginia, Oregon is later. Yeah, Oregon's the only quote unquote Cinderella team at the moment. Right. Very chalk. Um, very chalk. Like that's what a lot of people predicted though. Outside of yeah, everything's chalk outside of outside of Oregon. It's all one two fives yeah. tomorrow. So that should be interesting. I just, um, I just hope to God we get the, hope to God we get the North Carolina Duke final. That would be so awesome. Yeah, because that was a great um, ACC championship game. If you watched that, yeah, that I watched it. It was, it was a great game. That was the most. Game. I love watching those, those two go at it. Of course. But, those um, are most watch, most watches for me every year. No matter how much I don't watch college basketball. Those are the two. Those are the two games I guarantee watch. I watch every year. Right, the Duke UNC games are always fun. Anything else, boys? No. Uh, just enjoy your baseball and the rest of March Madness and the the playoff push for hockey and basketball. Mostly, obviously, for hockey because we don't really care about the Nets. But they're great. They're they're a good story for New York sports this year. So I, I'm gonna give them credit hopefully they just finish the job and make the playoffs especially the way d'angelo russell's been awesome this year but especially that 24 point comeback couple last week was mm-hmm. crazy so yeah just d'angelo russell succeeding is nice with the lakers being in the dumpster mm-hmm. i mean that's just unbelievable is well, it though he doesn't I, care anymore. So. Are you guys think... are you guys gonna get all the unclearance big baller brands? I did not uh, think no. I would see the day LeBron missed the playoffs. I honestly thought he was a human playoff team. And apparently he isn't. Well when you when you well, try to trade That's what happens when you get rid of caring. big baller brand also. That's what yeah. happens when you stop caring and everything like that. That basketball is not his number one priority. And Space Jam is saving the world, is Vin. It is, but then he also he gets on the other people for them for not. Yeah, caring. no, he, he's very like, hypocritical. Get with out him. of my face! I I used to hate him just because I hated him. Like you hate the good people. I hate the Spurs, so it's like you hate them because they're good. Oh now yeah, no, for sure. Oh, for sure, for one hundred percent. It's just like, he's he just... deserves everything he gets at this point. Yeah, they'll they'll be back next year. It's just just the mess. He just created a mess. They're they're gonna get somebody, you think, right? I saw on Twitter the other night. He met he his uh even his thank you speech to Bosch pissed me off. He's the reason you why I got me win I, my championship. <laughs> what a fucking loser! Oh my god. I mean, just, yeah, I saw like that he was his... a great he's a great teammate, and our championships that we won together that. Yeah, he helped me win my my yeah. championships. <laughs> I saw that after I saw the retired Shaq number when he was there for two and a half years. I, mean, I, I told brought you the championship there. Yeah, I don't care if he won a championship. I told you that. I mean, I know. Okay, We're, the Mets are going to retire Michael Gadire's number because they went to the World Series. That's uh, basically what that is. No, you can never compare Shaq to Michael Gadire ever. That's what I'm comparing him to. No. That was Shaq's. That was Shaq's last last run. I mean, everything, everything after that, Shaq. Didn't he go to yeah. another finals after that with Cleveland? He went to. Um, he went. Didn't he go to Phoenix after that? 
He went to like five different. He went to Phoenix and Cleveland. He went to Phoenix. He went to Boston. He's he. He did go. He to just Boston, couldn't. Right. He just couldn't hang it up. He was just jumping from team to team, trying to be like the last piece. Yeah, and it never worked. Yeah, unfortunately. Anyway, I think it's time to wrap it up. Plug away, Steve. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, you iTunes, Google Play. Down? No. Say it the same way every time. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SNDblog.com, Spotify. Make sure to look for us to advertise the on the board on the board sports. Yeah, with my friend Will, I was on with them for about half hour talking Mets preview. I threw some random rapid fired questions they gave me answers into that I'm 100% confident will all be wrong. So take all those answers with a grain of salt. And yeah, after hearing your uh, Oriole take, I'm kind of nervous. They're going to be pesky. Okay. Watch, he's right. That would be such a Steve thing to happen. Nope. Watch, they finish third in the division. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, if they finish third. <laughs> the Oriole, the, the, the Rays and Blue Jays would have to never play baseball again. Yeah. They would, they should get demoted or whatever it is called in the, oh. in the, in oh, the uh, oh, oh, in Speaking of, uh, relegated. Yeah. Relegated, yeah. Speaking of teams that don't do the right thing when it comes to young players, it's Ronald Jr. Yeah. Well, he's hurt, though. Is he? Or he's just hurt, so they don't get that. They he's don't get technically. They, technically, he he hurt his oblique. Is what I, is what I heard. Right. Right. So I mean, Ray I know. Ramir- so Ray Ramirez <laughs> is now their medical staff. Their medical staff, and he's yeah, never going to play again. We're we're going to just because... say you're hurt for the next 14 days, so we don't get terrible black backlash. And then and then we can let you play in the minors for two months. For rehab. For right. rehab exactly. for two months. <laughs> and then and you know. After we trade all the major league players we have, see that, that that's something the I wouldn't have ruled out the Mets doing, if uh, if the situation presented itself with uh, Alonzo. Well, that's what he tried to bunt the other day. People were like, <laughs> going to be like, "Oh, we can't bunt. He's going to go to the minors for two weeks." I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, the best was that like Mickey was like. Adamant, like, yeah, we talked about this before the game. It was all part of the plan. We were definitely learn how to bunt. <laughs> like, really, the biggest thing with the with the Mets is yeah, like, how long is it until Mickey has the hot seat? Because we have the best interim manager of all time yep. as his bench coach. <laughs> I have the real question is, when was the last Met player actually that was able to bunt? So. Why do we have to teach Pete Alonso how to bunt? Nobody, Nobody knows how to bunt. <laughs> Al Leiter. Tom Glavin was the last guy who had a bunt. Yeah, Tom Glavin and Al Leiter. <laughs> with his classic butcher boy uh, hits. That I, happened I once to, in every blue moon. I meant to say this before. Robinson Cano was the first Met to hit a home run in his first at-bat since. Andre Brown. Mike Jacobs. Andre Brown. Yeah, uh, how he said Andre Brown, and I don't even remember who that is. Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown. Someone Brown. Is that? Maybe it was. I do remember who that is. That was the same day as Colin Cowgill with the Grand Slam. Canoe's first met since Andrew Brown 2014 was first okay. inning home run. First inning home run. Oh, first inning home run. No, he was the first met to hit a home run in his first met that bat since Mike Jacobs. 
The great. The great. And they brought up, <laughs> and they brought up Emus. He played his major his major league debut was opening day, and then wasn't he caught like two weeks later? Uh, yeah, they Fred. they told us a story apparently that they were gonna send Mike Jacobs down, and Pedro was like, "No, don't send them down. Like he's good or something." Like Pedro saved them, and then well, he, he, went on that he had run that awesome in Arizona. He had yeah. that awesome run in '03 for the last couple of months and it was just yeah. like, not oh three that was he had it was, that, o, yeah, it it was, was o five because yeah. then they traded him in the off season to the Marlins. oh that's right that's yeah. right sorry it was, i got my ears messed up it's so yeah. blurred my my cloud is uh is rebooting of mike jacobs years mike jacobs was met right exactly you know we brought him back remember when we yeah, brought we, him back yeah we brought him back for a little bit yeah because they did the service time thing with ike <laughs> that's right that was funny as hell. Howie and uh, what Rain do uh, Mets bingo of Howie Rose sayings. It was pretty funny today. Oh, if you have that, you definitely got bingo by now. So I, I found that funny today. I like Wayne. I'm good. They're gonna be a good team. Yeah, I don't. The only thing with Wayne is he definitely does the 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 announcer voice a little too much. Yeah, he does turn it on. I, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> It's it's fine, but it's just like you don't talk like that all the time. There's no way. Anyway, we closed the show five minutes ago, and then went on another tangent. It's what we but did best. The, I, I blame I, I bl- yeah I blame you, Vin. It's my fault. It's fine. I'm okay. I had to bring up my for it's fine. for for being the yeah the last uh, Met to first career at bat for a home run. I will die on the grave of Mike Jacobs if I have to. It's fine. Uh, I would. I would not be the. That would not be the hill I die. And the O three yeah. or O four player I believe Dan is talking about was Victor Diaz, who went on a huge he, run at yo, the end of Victor the year. Diaz was <laughs> Victor Diaz was a beast. No, he wasn't. He was Victor Diaz. Victor Diaz and Mike Jacobs had the had the <laughs> biggest Jeremy Burnett swings oh, of all God. time. Victor Diaz was on the on the team the Ducks were playing. Oh, by the way, speaking the of Ducks, Ducks speaking, speaking of, of Ducks, the Ducks, Kirk Newenheis and who was the other Matt Dendecker. Oh, Let's that's go. Right. Yep. My cousin's gonna have a lot of fun in the clubhouse this year. I, we're waiting till the second half of the season though, so we can see Wally Backman yell at a robot up. <laughs> oh, can't wait. <laughs> Yo, I can't wait for him to yell the first time they go to extra innings, and there's someone in on second base to start off. I can't. I can't. Wally Backman's the best and the worst at the same time. You know, the fact that they hired him to be the manager of the Long Island Ducks is amazing. That, that was, that was strictly, yeah, that was strictly PR. Well, I mean, what's his name? Well, Buddy's, uh, Buddy's part owner. Yeah, but Buddy's the but, but Yeah, but he he has Alzheimer's, so he really isn't. He doesn't know that he's the owner anymore. He also doesn't know. Oh, he doesn't know that he still owns the Ducks. He's going uh, to show up to the park one day and think it's 1986. <laughs> wow, you went, you, you went there. All right. With that With being that... said, have a good night. <laughs> good night. Crush it! I will crush it! Ugh. I will crush it!